Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome back into another edition of the Dad Podcast brought to you by our good friends at the Man Salon and Bookmaker. Today's guest is one that I've talked a lot of football with over the years and excited to go sort of in a different avenue, but I promise you we'll incorporate some as well. The head coach now of the St. Louis Battlehawks, former NFL tight end, college football NFL analyst for years, our good buddy Anthony Beck. Anthony, welcome into the Dad Podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. It's good to be on. Good to talk to you. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be a dad too, right? So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, an empty nester. I'm an empty nester right now. So I'm kind of, it's a new new world for me. So we're going to go all around the, the world with, with you being a dad. But first talk about that empty nest. What was it like when it was full? Wife, kids, explain to everybody what you were working with at home. Yeah, you know, so I have a... Uh, my son, who's a redshirt freshman at Iowa State, my daughter, who just enrolled to Florida State University. Um, our kids are great. I mean, we had, you know, a uh, strong bond between kids, my wife. Uh, we did a lot together. You know, there's a lot of kids that are, you know, uh, maybe embarrassed as they get older to do things with their parents. But, we, you know, we did a lot. Kids loved uh, hanging out and we loved hanging out with them. So it was a tough uh, transition for, you know, one for our son to leave two years ago. And then obviously our daughter who just uh, literally left, um, you know, about a week ago. So, uh, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of, you know, quiet time in the house for sure. Um, you know, me and my wife spend a little more time now doing some things. I was like, okay, we never do anything. We never do anything. Well, now, you know, we have a lot of time. We Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we can go, you know, pick <laughs> and choose uh, some of the stuff we do. But um, it's a transition. You know, we're used to having folks in the house running around, you know, friends coming over and, and now it changes that up. So, uh, you know, it's some some good and some some things you have to, to work through. But uh, just proud of both of my kids and, and glad they're able to kind of do what they want in their journeys uh, as they leave our house. You know, I got three boys under eight right now, Anthony. So those days are, are way, way, way down the road for me. But I envision sort of that moment when they're all at college kind of like reincarnating the Tom Cruise moment where he's like dancing in, in the, in the empty house. And like, you know, you're like in your box. Was there a moment where you realized like in the last couple of months, Hey man, nobody's at the house. Like I can do whatever I need to. Yeah. There's a little freedom, obviously for me and my wife, you know, we don't have to, you know, are the kids around or is there people that yeah, it's dude. nice to have that, but I'll be, I mean, you know, for me, uh, I miss them. I mean, it, it's, it's nice to have the kids I'm sure. around, you know, have dinners and, you know, in the breakfast in the morning and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it is nice to, you know, have that freedom as well. And you can kind of restructure your plan with your wife as well. So that's, that's kind of cool, uh, as we kind of enter that world. So, uh, it goes fast though. So enjoy those, uh, those eight year olds, because, uh, in a blink of an eye, they will be, they will be moving out once they get to high school. It changes, so uh, it's yeah. fun times, but uh, definitely uh, enjoying the uh, the freedom. Yeah, man. You know, it's interesting. We took our our oldest to third grade, and you know, you're just thinking about that moment. You took your first one to kindergarten, and so for us, we got an eight, a five, and a four year old. And taking the second one to kindergarten was so different than taking the first one because when you take the first one, you almost want to bubble wrap them and make sure everything's okay. And then, like, I feel, I feel like we just opened the door and I was like, dude, go get kindergarten now, man. Like, your brother already did it. We don't have to worry about it as much. How much of that, you know, and your kids are much older, so I ask this sort of as, as a personal question, but also for other people that are listening. 
How much does that dynamic go through the rest of, of childhood, whether it is going to middle school or high school, and sort of the the lack of maybe having to bubble wrap them and everything because it is the second go around for you. You did it twice. I'll eventually do it three times. But does that sort of translate to a lot of things where you have a you have a little bit more freedom for them and peace of mind that everything's going to be okay? Yeah. So our son was was like that. He was the first one to kind of do his thing. Um, and yeah, of course. I mean, from kindergarten all the way up through high school, you, you kind of want to make sure you're there for for every need, every step. And then, yeah, with my daughter, obviously, you know, being through the ringer, me and my wife with my son, we're able to like, okay, you know, she'll kick in the survival mode and, and she'll push through. <laughs> you know, my daughter is a little bit more of a, you know, I'm a Philly kid growing up. She, she's she got kind of that, that um, you know, hustler's mentality. She's very, you know, she can, she can kind of cover her own butt, which is good. She's very strong-minded that way. Yeah. Where my son, obviously, you know, he's a mama's boy, so – you know, we, we had to watch him going through, but uh, now he's doing some really good things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you're right. I mean, you know, you go in blind because when, when you don't have kids doing those things, you you don't really remember when you went and you remember when you went right. and your parents were like, you know, all over. You're like, get away from me. But, you know, now that you have those kids and, you know, they're, they're an extension of you, you want them to, to have the best things in life, you know, when you're with them, when you're not with them. So. Um, you know, you, you don't want them to be, and, and unfortunately in the world right now, corrupted from outside, you know, sources, outside, um, you know, pressures, and you want to really keep everything in house with them as much as you can until they actually leave so that they've got all that, those knowledge, that knowledge that you've given them, you're able to provide for them so that they can, you know, fend for themselves and make better decisions that we did. And, and ultimately, you know, the brother and the sister do, did moving forward and learning from those mistakes and, and just uh, continue to be good, good people every single day. Anthony Beck with us, head coach, St. Louis Battlehawks XFL, also former NFL tight end, dad of two, husband to one, brought to you by Bookmaker and our good friends at the Manslon, themanslon.net for all your haircut needs in the Midwest. So um, I don't think a lot of us can imagine what, what it's like to go from the NFL to everyday life, right? And for you, it wasn't just a transition to everyday life. As an analyst, you know, you're still on TV. As a head coach with, with St. Louis, you know, you're in a, in a high-profile role. But still, the NFL is a different world. And then you step into being the dad, being the coach, being the, the guy that's there breaking down the games. How tough was that to go from all of what the NFL is, where you are the guy, to having to be humble to be a dad and be a parent and be around for – all the stuff that isn't the glitz and glams of the National Football League. Yeah, you know, I was fortunate where my kids were, you know, growing up young throughout my career early on, and they got a little glimpse of on the back end. But when I was finished playing, those were the years where they started to, like, embrace sports and do different things. So I was kind of available for them uh, in those situations. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, football is really all I knew from, from being a kid to high school to – to college and then, you know, 12 years in the NFL, you know, you have that routine, you have that, that space and place, you know, you could step away. You know, I, I give my wife a lot of credit because, you know, all the hours that I had to put in as a player, um, you know, she was the one that, you know, held the fort down, made the sacrifices, you know, all the things that she wanted to do and put that on hold, you know, so that I could have my success. And then that, that extended into the media and then now yeah. obviously, you know, coaching. So, um, 
you know, it's a tough transition from playing in the NFL. You know, I, it's a it's a place where guys, you know, have to really recircuit their minds and understand that they have a lot of qualities and and uh, abilities to do things outside of the game. They just have to figure that out. You know, that's not what they are. They they they've earned and learned a lot uh, becoming, you know, uh, businessmen and and professionals that can help them in the real world. And, you know, guys have a ton of money and have issues. Guys, you know, uh, or kind of grind through the league in their career and they're trying to make that 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 bounce into something else. It's not an easy deal. So, you know, I went through that for a year. I took a year off after I retired and and just try to find out, like, what interests me, what what's out there for me and can I do it? And I found that that I can do a lot more than maybe I thought I could. And and it takes some time. But, you know, I had a lot of strong people around me, a lot of guidance, a lot of people pushing me. And, um, you know, you just got to kind of recircuit your mind and understand how you got to become a pro at the football level and the work that you put in and and put that towards real life. And you find that it's a lot easier to make that transition once you understand that. And, you you know, you're not really being catered to and and everything's being handed to you. Maybe as you were as a pro player, where now, you know, OK, hey, let's go back in time when I when I had to get to where I needed to be. You know, all the things and sacrifices that I made and those are the things that drive you in your in your career moving forward and other things in life. When it comes to being a head coach of a football team, how much of the fatherhood, the dad experiences come into play as you're coaching young men? Yeah, you know, I, I think when you're a coach, it's different these days. You know, you can't just be one style of coach. Uh, you know, I'm someone that can be very, you know, poignant and tough and, and uh, you know, want something done a certain way. I also can step back and 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 be a chameleon with the different players and coaches that I have on my staff and on my team. Uh, can blend in and a lot of different facets. Um, and you have to be kind of a little bit of a that that figure for them on, on a personal level. You know, I think that's something that's changing now. Uh, you know, a lot of these players uh, come through different situations. Uh, you know, they're trying to push through, get to the highest level and they can't get there. And they have these dreams and aspirations. They've always been the best of what they've done. And now they're in a kind of a purgatory of, of their life where, you know, they, they need assistance, not just in, in the game of, of football, which they want, because those are the strides they're trying to make, but also in the game of life. So uh, it, there's a happy balance. You know, I think everybody's like, oh, he's a player's coach. You know, no, he's a disciplinarian. You know, he's like, you know, Nick Saban or Belichick or you got to be a, a mixture of both and ultimately gain the trust of your peers. So I try to do that every single day. I try to be the same person and I really try to help people on a daily basis because I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've seen the struggles of a lot. I've gone through my own struggles. So I have a lot of knowledge to give. And that's one of the partly the re big reason why I got into the game, not just because of the knowledge that I know the game that I want to give back to every player, but also just the knowledge of life and the pitfalls and, and the, and the enjoyment of what I've had, you know, since I became a professional after college. Anthony Beck with us on the Dad Podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you like, subscribe there. Brought to you by Bookmaker and by The Man Salon. Okay, um, your son is off at Iowa State. I am, I'm telling you, man, this, this goes through my mind all the time, Anthony. Like, you, you want your kids to be great at sports. But you don't want to be the dad that's on 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 Twitter <laughs> that, that is way over the top at the AAU basketball game. You also want to be involved enough so that they know they can come to you when they have a question about something. You don't want to step on the coach's toes. How tough was that balance for you handling expectations? Because your kids know what you accomplished in sports, and they all want to strive to be the best that they can be. 
How did you balance that with the way that you taught your kids about sports, handled their questions, and then ultimately helped them along their path? Yeah, you know, for my son in particular, uh, it really kind of hit him after his sophomore season. Uh, he got thrusted into the starting role in high school. I kind of watched from the side. He was around a lot of older kids at the high school. And, um, you know, he pulled me aside. It's like, you know, Dad, like, what does it take? You know, what do I have to do? And right then and there, it was kind of a, a joyous moment and a teary moment because, you know, that's when he's just like, you know, he, he wanted some of those those answers to, to what it takes to be, uh, you know, someone that can get to the highest level. And nothing was guaranteed to him. He'd had to do everything on his own, but he could get, I could give him some of those pointers that I didn't have growing up that I had to kind of fend for myself. Uh, and ultimately he had to take that upon himself to, to make good on that. And I think as we went through that off season and we kind of grew together was COVID spent a lot of time in the garage and the weight room in our own, in our own home. And, you know, he started to see the results. He started to say, okay, you know, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. And, <laughs> and now that, that grew even stronger, you know, high school is junior year. You know, he came to me and said, Hey, why don't you help us dad? You know, we need some help at the line. You can help our coaching staff. Like all those things were because he acknowledged it to me. I never wanted to push, push that on his way. He always wanted to me to be a part of what he was doing, which was, was great. And, you know, again, it gave me an opportunity to teach other kids and help other kids. You know, that, that was a way to, kind of implement those things and those values to other uh, other players as well. And then now it's, you know, he's gotten to the, uh, an opportunity to, to be a college quarterback at a power five school. He's, he's well ahead of me anywhere I was at this point in my college career. And really that just, you know, him really going out there and accepting the, 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 the hard, the hard answers, the criticisms, the coaching, all those things and really use, utilizing that to to where he is now. And now his journey begins. So, you know, I, I now I got to sit back. You know, I'll get questions. I mean, I, you know, we, we, we talk every day after practice. He shows me some film and anything that he needs to me to be as an asset. And I'll, I'll throw things out there. You know, there's different levels of information you, you know, I can give my son. Uh, you know, now that, you know, he's not in high school anymore. Now he's in college. Right. Those those little things you can throw out there. You can't give them a million things because then they won't remember any of them. But, you know, like just leading into this season and, you know, younger player, what to expect, you know, what, you know, not to, you know, embrace. There's going to be pressure. You're going to feel nerves. You're going to, you know, all those things are natural things that, you know, quite frankly, he's stepping into for the first time. So all those things are good. You know, those things, when you, when you accept those things and take those things in, they bring the best out of you uh, as long as they're managed properly. And if they're not, you know, I can be that point of guidance. His mom can be that point of guidance. You know, we're both athletes. We've both done things. So, um, and then he has great staff and, and friends and teammates. But you know, those are things that, you know, as a dad are, are awesome because, you know, he, he still on a daily comes to me, asks me and, 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 and wants to get those answers. And, and has those questions. And, and they're questions that, you know, I don't think I could have asked my parents sometimes. And I feel good about that because wow. you know, we, we tell our kids, you know, like there's nothing out there that regardless of what you tell me, I'm going to think any differently of you, um, you know, because I, I want them to make sure that, you know, one, if they make a mistake, they don't make it again. And, and two, before they potentially make a mistake, they ask the right questions and they can make a choice for themselves. So, 
you know, feel, I feel good about those things because, you know, as you know, maybe you or some other people experiences, you know, sometimes you don't, you know, those are tough things to ask, you know, your parents, you know, maybe you ask, sure. you know, a friend or an uncle or, you know, someone you some crazy ass answer that ain't even close yeah, to what you yeah, need to hear. Right. Cool. Or, you know, it's, it's nice when it can come from us because you know, quite frankly, we can, we can offer a lot right to our kids. So uh, there's really nothing he has, you know, he'll go through that. I didn't, and he probably won't even go through more than I did. So um, there's a lot there for them. And I think that's, that, that's probably the proudest thing of being a dad is, being able, well, both my daughter and my son, whether it's coming to me or my mom, that they have that trust in us uh, to, to ask those those tough questions sometimes. It's amazing, man. What a resource he has uh, as he makes his journey through through college football. I can tell you this. If my son ever needs any advice on winning a flag football league and intramurals at the University of Minnesota, he knows who to call right here, Anthony. I got him covered there, man. I'm the flag football guy, man. When it comes to real football, he better ask someone like you. Anthony Beck with us, former NFL tight end, head coach, St. Louis Battle Hawks. Um, what, what real quick before we get to rapid fire and we're going to get to some dad jokes and have some fun off the top of your head, if somebody came to you randomly and said, what's some, so what's some good advice? I'm an, I'm a girl dad in today's world. What advice in, in a couple of minutes would you give them about raising a girl in today's world? Uh, you know, just, just be positive with them on a daily basis. Um, you know, acknowledge that what they're doing, regardless if they win, lose or draw, it's it's more than a lot of kids take on, you know, to, to play athletics, to be a student, embrace everything they're doing. You know, I, I think sometimes as a, an athlete, when my daughter was playing soccer, you want her to be the best, the greatest, you know, but as long as she's enjoying it, uh, that's all that really matters. I mean, ultimately, the work ethic, the things that they put into it will define how good they'll be and, and how far they can go with it. You know, my daughter was a starter in high school in soccer for four years. And quite frankly, she dropped the mic and just wants to go to Florida State and and, and, and be a student. And I love it. I, I think it's great. You know, I look back at myself, man, I, I missed a lot in college because sure. I was an athlete. You know, I, I got to see other kids do some things and enjoy that social experience because that's a huge part of, of college as well. And she's just, you know, an incredible student. So, you know, I, I just embrace all their successes in school, everything they do, uh, have fun with it. You know, critiquing is one thing, but, you know, critique if they want that critiquing, you know, they'll ask you, well, you know, how did I do? Well, you can, you can dabble into some things, you know, what did you think dad? What, but, you know, always start with a positive, always start like, Hey, you know, you know, you could do this, this or that, but you know what, man, there's a lot of, I saw this, this, and that, that were really good. And and those things help the confidence and build that, that self-esteem, especially, you know, for, for uh, the daughters, because, you know, their, their temperaments, their emotions are different. And, you know, you, you have to be, you know, aware of those things. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like my daughter, you know, even though she got the start, she wasn't the best player in her team on soccer her whole career, but she she loved it. She embraced it. She learned a lot from it. And she's going to take a lot of those qualities she learned into life now, which is great. And I'm glad she took that time. But, you know, being being a, a dad and watching a daughter, you know, in sports, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, they, they get they gotta deal with a lot of things on the daily, right? There's a lot of pressures just being a, a girl in school. I mean, it's you know, some of the things we conversations we've had. I mean, girls are tough, man. Sure. Girls around her are tough, you know. It, it's 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 you know, with social media and so many pressures of different things, and you know, everybody sees everything, and you know, and sometimes that that, that can lead down to taking things out of context. They're going to go through some stuff, so you know, just being that support person there and knowing that you know 
they're bigger than a lot of those things and they always have you as parents there by their side. I mean, that, that's ultimately, we may not think that they think that, you know, that that's the best thing, but they, they, they will acknowledge and understand when they, they move forward that man, like they were lucky to have that kind of guidance and, and the, and that care, you know, even though we, you know, you might've been like, where are you at? Where, you know, what, what time are you coming yeah. home? Those, like, those little, those things are so important because it shows you care. Now they may not understand that in the moments, but, right. you know, you know, now it's, you know, they got through clean, they, they were safe. They always knew they had us. I mean, even now, you know, sending my daughter to college, making sure she sets up an Uber, just, you know, making sure she has, she understands like, Hey, listen, go have fun, be smart, you know, watch who you around, you know, you become a product of your friends and, you know, just, you know, if I got to drive up there and pick you up because you don't have, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like just, right, she knows that. Right. You know, that's what the Uber is helpful for. You know, if in case of Very those cool. situations, she needs to dip out, you know, she can just go and, you know, she doesn't have to, you know, always be that leader, and, uh, you know, just follow. If you're going to follow, it's okay to be a follower. Follow good people that care about you. And uh, they're hard to find. You know, I think I have one or two friends from college that are still, you know, like I'll go to the grave with. And, those, and that's a lot for some people. Some people don't have any. So, uh, you know, those are some of the small things I'd say, you know, just from from a standpoint of having a daughter and, and sports. I'll tell you what, uh, I'm jealous. I wish I was 18 going to Florida State for four years, the next four years of my life, Anthony. That sounds like a really good time, man. Yeah. I, can tell you, I can tell you what, man. I trained a lot of things, man. There's a lot going on. I mean, you know. Those, we were at the University of Minnesota, I don't know, a few weeks ago on campus, and I was up there for some work stuff, and my wife and I both went there. And as we made our way around campus, I said to her, I'm going to say something that my parents and others said to me, it goes too fast. Enjoy it while you're here. You never think about that when you're in college because you're just in the moment. But damn, I miss those days of going to class. And that was my biggest worry was trying to get a, you know, a B on a test, man. I mean, that, there could be a lot worse things that you're doing. So awesome. Congratulations to your daughter. Can't wait to watch what your future holds for your son as well. Anthony back with us here on the Dad Podcast. You ready for some rapid fire, man? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. These are all dad-centric rapid-fire questions. We'll get to the, the dad jokes of the day. You got to pick your favorite dad joke. What's the best family vacation you guys ever had? Um, you know what? I'd say uh, we just went to Mykonos. Uh, took my daughter first time to Europe. My daughter, my wife. Uh, that was really fun. You know, we've never been to Europe, so that was lately. That that's that's probably been the best vacation we've had in a while. You got any like um, you know uh, Vegas vacation stories or Christmas vacation stories? You got like a worst vacation? Um, yeah, you know, one time we went to Ocean City, Maryland, which I, you know, I'm being an East Coast guy in Philly. I never had been there. A lot of folks from West Virginia, where my wife's from, had gone to Ocean City, Maryland. We didn't. I didn't know the landscape. We always go to the Jersey Shore every summer. Me growing up from Philly, and uh, so we kind of, you know, we looked at different places. We didn't know where to stay. We stayed at this, looked like a nice kind of hotel resort. And it ended up being not quite what the pictures looked at. And, and of course I, I got in trouble because, you know, I, I'm usually the travel agent of the family. Wife wasn't happy. Her parents were there. <laughs> oh no. So I, 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 Her I parents the were there too, huh? Yeah, I oh, took man. the brunt of that one. So uh, I'm not saying Ocean City, Maryland is not a great place. We, we, you know, it just that, that place we stayed at just was not, up to the standard of maybe we were used to. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. I've seen sometimes the pictures look different than what you show up to at the resort. Next question we ask everybody on this show, and we've got a lot of answers. Uh, Phil Dumphy, Carl Winslow, Dan Connor, Philip Banks, Mike Brady, Homer Simpson, 
Danny Tanner, uh, some Cosby's in there. Yes, you can still answer Cosby because we're going back in time, not the current Cosby. Uh, what's the best TV dad of all time? Man, you know, just because there was always kind of a a moral to the to the end of the the, the laughing. Yeah. I'd say Philip Banks, maybe. Uh, yeah. Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> That's right, man. You know, he was all gold. He always had some good twist, uh, you know, at the end where it's just like it hits. You're like, okay, that's that's pretty good. And so the Philly like, connection to you, man. You know, I mean, the guy packed up his bags. That's his name, right? Phil, yeah, Phil, Phil Banks. Banks. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Uncle Phil, man. Uncle Phil, man. He was the dad to the to the ones in the house, and then became the dad to Fresh Prince, man. All right, what former coach that you had? Would you most want to be your dad? Oh, man. Wow. That's a, that's a good one. Are we talking head coaches or? Uh, any coach you any want, coach? man. Yeah. Any coach you want. Wow, I mean, you know, a lot of them had, you know, they were great, but they also had some serious flaws. So, I, I you know, it'd be tough to. <laughs> I knew too much about him. I mean, you'd have to go with your position coach. I mean, uh, you know, he's still coaching now with the Jets as a tight end coach, but Ron Middleton was my tight end coach when I was at Tampa. And I was kind of like, you know, that was the peaking point of my career. And, uh, you know, he played the game for 10 years with the Hogs and as a tight end. And, you know, we still to this day have a really close relationship and probably stay the closest among all the coaches. So, I would say Ron Middleton would be a guy that, uh, you know, if he was my dad, you know, playing position and all that stuff be pretty cool. All right, man. Uh, Anthony Beck with us on the Dad Podcast Rapid Fire. What's what's the appropriate age a kid should start getting an allowance and doing chores? Immediately when they walk? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, – <laughs> My I, son's I, I eight. Think, my son's eight. Should he be doing chores and allowance? What, what, what or should grade we... is eight? What is third, that grade? Third grade. Yeah, I think they're full. I think, I think second grade, third grade, they can figure out, you know, a couple small things around the house, you know, yes. picking up their clothes. I mean, the we trash never out. did allowance, you know, I mean, we felt like our kids, you know, they did enough around that if whenever they needed something, they were never like glutton over any particular thing. Now my daughter, obviously my wife would get her the little things behind my back. I didn't know about, <laughs> but, but my son was always really good. Like he's like, you know, even now, like with NIL and, and just getting, you know, scholarship check. He's got a lot of ch- leftover money. Like, we just invest for him. I try to teach him some of those things. But he doesn't, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's – I'd say, yeah, early on, you know, I don't know about allowance, but they do need to learn about money. Those- so, if that's, their, if that's their only way, then, you know, I'd say, yeah, second grade, man, why not? Get them going. I like that. Um, this is a dad move, and it usually gets you yelled at by your wife, but do you ever drink milk out of the carton? So when I do drink anything out of the bottle or carton, I, I try not to put my mouth on it out of courtesy for the rest of the people Boring. in the house. <laughs> so, you know, now she'll get mad if she sees me do it, but I, I'm pretty good about listening to like how far away she is from the room where I can, I can knock it down. So I, I haven't been scolded as much doing that. I don't do it as much, but back when I was a player, I'd say I'd, I'd be more apt to doing that when I was in the league just because, you know, you're just kind of doing those knocking things back all day, Gatorades and stuff as a player. <laughs> I like it. So, I like yeah, it. I'd say, uh, you know, I, I don't touch the lid. So I try at least. Like, at least even good. if that's I good, do, man. I tell her I don't. So that that's kind of how yeah, it goes. That's, that's the way to go, too. Uh, worst dad fashion faux pas that you have that your kids go, Dad, why are you wearing this? Oh, man. 
You know what, man? Now I'm so simple right now. I literally wear the same three Under Armour t-shirt. I mean, this is like, you know, <laughs> nice. That's I cool got a black get. one, a gray one. And then I'll, you know, and then I wear like, you know, my black, gray and, and uh, light gray shorts. And I'll just every week they get cleaned and I wear them again. Like I just, you know, I, my wife wants me to get dressed up more. I just, you know, we just, you don't do as much. So when we get dressed up, you know, I'll, I'll kind of go and hit a go-to shirt or two that I'll wear a lot because we don't go out that much. So she's like, you're wearing that again? I'm like, yeah, it was two weeks ago. Nobody's going to know what I, what I wear this two weeks ago. Although Instagram and, and photos, my wife likes to take, that kind of kills me. That sabotages me because they're like, oh, he's in that outfit again. He's in that outfit again. So I do have multiple things to wear. I just, I'm simple now, man. I just, you know, it's it's convenience. Like, I just, like, let's go. You know, I understand. I understand, man. I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, would you would you describe your dad's style more like Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick? Jim Harbaugh, maybe. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see you running around in those khakis, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's real. Like, I mean, he don't he don't get off the track too much either. So uh, now, you know, those are funny conversations with my mom and my dad about him getting dressed but we'll save that for another that sounds good how, how many touchdowns in one season if your body held up but you were at your current speed you're at your current weight you're at your current everything you don't get injured though and knocked out of the game if you played 17 games in the league this year how many touchdown passes could we count you in for man I, I'd, I'd say I think the most I ever had was six I mean six to eight I mean, for sure. I mean, tight ends are such a viable weapon. If, I, if I'm at my peak, if you're saying I'm at my peak, yeah, then I'd say, yeah, that for sure. I think six to eight would be realistic. Okay. All right. Uh, two more here. Have you ever wore a fanny pack? You know, one year for my football camp, we gave out fanny packs to the kids. So, yeah, there was a year where, you know, it said the Anthony Beck football camp, so it was kind of cool. So I, I did, you know, hey, look, The Rock did it, right? He's my boss. That's so right. I, he was rocking a fanny pack, so I, you know, it's not terrible that I actually had one on, but that was probably the only time I've ever done it. All right, last rapid-fire question. When you get a chance to relax, you're not on dad duty, you're not on coach duty, what's the beverage of choice? Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of a um, white claw, high noon kind of guy okay. these days. What kind of flavor? Uh, uh, you know, I, I any flavor. I'm really – I like them all, you know. I, they're Okay. The fruitiness is good. They, they're Meets less up. calories. You know, I, I, beer and liquor, those things were stronger back in the day for me, but I, I just kind of, I just can't do it anymore. So I'm a little more casual with my, my, me too, man. I'm on those seltzers too, man. I like the way they go. Finally, let's get to the dad jokes of the day brought to you by the man salon. I'm going to give you three of them, Anthony, and you got to tell me which one is the best. You ready for these? Sure. All right, man. First dad joke of, the day how do you make seven even i don't know you remove the s okay that's, that's <laughs> like a riddle that's like a riddle that's like a riddle right, right, right. all right what what is it called when a snowman throws a tantrum uh i don't know a meltdown Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Final one here. What did the scarecrow win an award for? I don't know. He was outstanding in his field. 
I love the snowman one. The snowman I one snowman one. Right. I like the snowman one. Those are all terrible dad jokes, but I'll yeah, go with the snowman They are one. terrible dad jokes, but we're going to go with what do you call a tantrum when a snowman has it. It's called a meltdown. Anthony yeah. Beck playing along with us today on the Dad Podcast brought to you by Bookmaker and the Man Salon. You can check it out on iTunes and Spotify. Buddy, this was a blast doing something different, man. Congratulations on all the success in St. Louis. Congratulations on the kiddos and the wife, man. Look forward to chatting sooner rather than later as another page has turned here on to Dad Podcast. Thanks a lot, Anthony. You got it. Thank you.